Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I can't afford to be here. This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away. A song away. A song away. Hey, everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis, and joining me today in the Zoom room to discuss the solo studio output, actually all the solo stuff from Mr. Pete Townsend of The Who. Please welcome Mr. Michael Bagford. What's up, M-Bags? Hey, greetings and salutations, everybody. From Ohio. Oh, yeah. Do you call it the great state of Ohio? Uh, I just call it Ohio. I don't know about great state. I'm not (laughs) Tony. (laughs) <laughs> do you uh born and raised in ohio yes all right same hometown do you live in the same town still uh i do not um i live about 30 minutes from my hometown all right and that's been yeah for about the last seven years all right where'd you live before that uh i lived in a town called new carlisle which is That's about like five or 10 minutes from Dayton, Ohio. All right. But still Ohio. Oh, yeah. It's not like I lived in West Virginia or Alaska or anything like that. All right. right. Good to know. Good to know. Now, Michael Bagford, does anyone call you Mike? Uh, Yeah, I I get called Mike, Michael, asshole, M-bags, jag bag. What do you prefer? What's your preferred moniker? Uh, usually not jag bag or asshole. Uh, usually Mike. You like Mike? Oh yeah. All right. Michael just sounds too formal. Or I feel like I'm getting in trouble if someone says Michael. Well, you do have a shirt with buttons on it, so maybe you're Michael today. Could be. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, how about Mister Bagford? Oh, that that's very nice. <laughs> All right. Look, Mister Bagford. You have been on many, many podcasts. Yes, I have. But you don't have a podcast. I don't. It just sounds like a pain in the ass to edit all the time and <laughs> we don't try edit. to do it every week. We're not going to edit. But so let me ask you, how did all this happen? How did Michael Bagford become a go-to podcast guest? I think it's just because... um 
I used to be on Twitter, which is now X or whatever the hell it's called right now. But <laughs> basically, I would talk with the uh, rock solid people and uh, just kind of listening to your podcast. You get a bunch of guests on and some are from other podcasts and, mm-hmm. and I'll like end up liking that podcast and then they recommend other podcasts and then I start listening to them. And when you kind of talk with them all the time, sometimes it's like, hey, do you want to be a guest on the show? And I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and do it. And just after a while, you're on about like 14 different podcasts. 14 different podcasts. And how many episodes have, do you think you have? Oh, I'd say at least over 50. That's pretty Probably amazing. Probably more in the 75 range. Yeah. Now, do you tell family and friends that you're on these shows and so they tune in and listen? I tell them. Uh, I don't know if they listen. Uh, some of them do. But then a lot of times it's, eh, Mike's doing a podcast thing. I'm just going to ignore that. <laughs> or they say, what's a podcast? Um, I rarely get that. That's good. That means uh, after uh, 15, 20 years, people finally know what it is. <laughs> What uh, now? I did not expect your answer to be that that it was uh, because or through your relationship with this podcast, but uh, you're kind of telling me that a little bit. I, I would say so. Yeah. All right. Well, that's cool, and it's fun to do. It's like hanging out with friends, and that's pretty much the main reason I'm not doing it to get popular or make money. I don't know who does really. It's usually the very very top people, and that's like. The top point zero one percent. Yeah, I mean, I I just like doing this for. I really just. I mean, first and foremost, it's always been fun, or else I just I wouldn't do it. I don't want it to be a hassle. We're uh, it's Sunday morning at eight a.m. Um, I have the day off from my regular job, and I hopped right out of bed at seven thirty to do this because I want to do it because it's fun. So that's what I always tell people. I have a bunch of people asking me currently about doing podcasts. And I say, only if it's fun. Only if it's fun. So that's that's my podcast tip of the day. And uh, Michael, I'm glad you've done all these podcasts. And I'm glad you're here today. So Pete Townsend. You see how many albums we're going to discuss today. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 11, 12, 13, about 13 albums we're going to discuss. That includes some live stuff and some demo compilations and, you know, a couple of tracks that only appeared on best of collections. And then, of course, we'll cover all the proper studio albums by Mr. Pete Townsend. So are you a Pete Townsend fan, a fan of his solo work? Uh, no, I just I just kind of wanted to know. Yes, I, I am a very big uh, Pete Townsend fan. I'm a very big Who fan. All right. And he has some amazing solo albums. Oh, yeah. He has a couple of 10 out of 10 albums. Yeah. He kept a couple of gems back for himself. He did not give all the good songs to the Who. That is very true. All right. We're going to start with. Who came first from 1972? According to what I read, this contains some demos and some things that were supposed to be used for the concept album Lifehouse, which later became Who's Next. And this is kind of timely since the Who's Next 
Lifehouse, 50th anniversary box set has just been released. So let's get inside Mr. Pete Townsend's head. I'm going to tell you the two songs you picked are the two I would have picked. So I didn't pick two for this album. I just picked one. But that's beside the point. Let's hear your first tune. All right. The uh, first tune I picked off of this is uh, Pure and Easy. And yes, this was uh, originally for the Who's Lifehouse concept. I think it was supposed to be like a major uh, song for that. And then it got left off of Who's Next. Yeah, but the, the Who's version has appeared on compilations and other things throughout the years. So there right. is an actual final version of the Who singing this song. But uh, Pete's demos were often fully formed. Like when he would bring it to the band, it was pretty much ready to go. They just had to like imitate what he did, I, I think. I really think. So obviously they'd put their own spin on the bass and the drums and the vocals. But for the most part, the song was ready to go. So. Let's hear a little bit of pure and easy Pete Townsend version. Pete Townsend singing in that higher register for that song. Getting up there. Yeah, pretty- he always. Yeah, he kind of always had the higher register over Roger, usually. Yeah, sings more like a girl. Roger's the tough guy. <laughs> Roger. I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's like singing like a girl, but it's like, not as tough and rough as Roger. It's not as muscular. It's more like a sissy. (laughs) All right. Now, my song that I picked from Who Came First. Again, this came out in 1972. October is what I'm reading. Produced by Pete Townsend. I also picked the song that was recorded by The Who. So this is Pete Townsend's version of Let's See Action. action i like the who's version better but i do like that version i agree with you there uh on that new uh who box set they do finally have a version that has those extra verses that uh pete sings in his version which was a very nice to hear on there 
Yeah, they really pulled out all the stops for that box set. Tons of great stuff in there. I mean, finally put to rest this Lifehouse, who's next thing. I don't ever want to hear uh, the word Lifehouse again. <laughs> I never want to hear the band Lifehouse ever again. <laughs> okay, I'm with you on that. Boy, are they even still around? Uh, probably not. See if they're active. I think we're going to be surprised. Okay. I'll, I'll have to look it up. I'm going to their Wikipedia page. Ooh, it says they're really... No, years active, 1995 to the present? Come on. Is that true? <laughs> Let me see the last time they had an album out. What if we just turn this in immediately into a band Lifehouse episode? Okay. Uh, most recent album was 2015. So, I mean, you know... Almost 10 years ago, eight years ago. All right. I bet that thing didn't sell, right? Probably not. Yeah, no one wants that. All right. Your next song off of Who Came First. Introduce it. Tell me. Uh, this is Sheraton Gibson. Um, I first heard that on the uh, 1996 Best of Pete Townsend release. And I think those the two songs I picked from that album, from uh, Who Came First, are on that Best of. I, I think they're the two best al- songs, too. I really do. Yeah, let's well, see. Action is good, too. But yeah, that's a it's a very weird album. There's actually like two songs that don't even have Pete Townsend on it. Oh, you mean on uh, on Who Came First? Yeah, it's very strange. Oh yeah. Yeah, I I'm I'm assuming drugs were involved um in the making what? of this album. Well, I think it was a compilation of free tribute albums to uh, Meher Baha Baba. Uh the come on uh don't worry be happy guy, which I guess Pete Townsend was like a big devotee of and yeah. pretty much that that album is just a compilation of uh, tracks that were on those albums. Yeah, you are you are one hundred percent right. So, kind of a cobbled together first solo album, but you know, what are you going to do? Uh, I think Sheraton Gibson might be my favorite song off of Who Came First. I really like this song. So here we go. I agree. I'm sitting in Sheraton Gibson playing my Gibson, and boy. Sitting in Sheraton Gibson, playing my Gibson. And boy, do I feel all alone. Cleveland, oh, you blow my mind. Cleveland, oh, I wish you were home this time. I'll tell you these rock stars They like to complain right They want to become rock stars and go on tour Then they get on tour they want to fucking go home (laughs) Pretty much Come on you babies What do you want You can't have it both ways If you want to stay home then go play the the pub And then go home afterwards Not have money You rich I like staying in hotels I do too. I mean, do you think they just did it so much? You don't got to make your bed. 
You throw your wet towels in the rug. Sounds like a dream. If you're single, you bring girls up every night, bang around. Come on. Banging around in the Sheraton Gibson. (laughs) I wish we had a better rhyme, but it's too early. All right. The next album, it's not quite a solo album because it's Pete Townsend with former small faces and faces bassist Ronnie Lane. Rock and peace, Ronnie Lane, correct? Correct. He passed away in, ooh, 97. At the age of 51, I've outlasted Ronnie Lane by eight years. Holy cats. What did he die of? Do we know? I'm sure it's... Um, I think it was... It was like multiple sclerosis. I'm looking it up. Yeah, they, they, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. They, they always they always had many many tributes throughout the years for Ronnie when he was alive, and probably afterward for the family. But yeah, that's um, that's sad. Oh boy. So the album is called Rough Mix, released in 1977. So Pete didn't do anything outside of the Who for five years. And we got a couple tracks from it. You know, you picked three tracks off this one. Yes, because I love Pete's tracks on this album. Um, Ronnie Lane's tracks. Uh, the only time I listen to him is if I have to do, if I'm doing an album a day and I decide to listen to Rough Mix. And that's like the only time I hear him. And then I hear him and it's like, okay, that's why I skipped those tracks. But <laughs> I love the Pete tracks on it. Now, I didn't even pick a song off this because you picked three. So I'm I'm letting a rough mix be uh, Bagford's uh, album, um, and that doesn't mean I didn't do my homework for this episode. It just means for this album, I saw he picked three tracks. I'm like, that should be good. So let's hear the first one that you want me to play. Uh, this is keep me turning, and I think this must. It sounds like from the lyrics and just kind of listening to. It, I know Pete Townsend was trying to do revive lifehouse around this time period and oh it God. actually kind of sounds like it sounds like it'd be something that would be for the lifehouse project oh my god i thought we weren't going to talk about this lifehouse anymore i'm going to damn it you know what we should take pete townsend up and throw him off the top of a lifehouse <laughs> right into the water he can crash along the rocks all right here we go keep me keep me turning rivers getting higher That is a great tune, though. I really oh, yeah. like that one. Nice pick. Well, thanks. He's definitely singing about water and stuff. He's definitely, that's definitely Lifehouse. He's definitely talking about it without talking about it. All right, track two from Rough Mix. What do you got for me? 
uh, got misunderstood. And this was also on the uh, best of compilation. And on this album, they uh, they trade back and forth, right? Vocally, like it's uh, yeah, for the most one, part, pretty much one song, Pete, one song, Ronnie, for the most part. And the album starts with that creep, creepy bait. My baby gives it away. A little bit creepy. I, I, a little creepy, but I, I dig the uh, music on it. Yeah, I I I used to like the song. And then uh, getting ready for this episode, I'm like, oh, he gets home and his lady's asleep and uh, she doesn't really want to have sex, but she'll dash. All right. <laughs> Whatever. He browbeats her into it. Let the woman sleep. Go back to the Sheraton Gibson and jerk off. <laughs> All right. Here's misunderstood. Just want to be misunderstood. Want to be feared in my neighborhood. Just want to be a moody man. Say things that nobody can understand. I want to be obscure and oblique. Inscrutable and vague, so hard to pin down. I wanna leave open mouths when I speak. Want people to cry when I put them down. I wanna be either old or young. Don't like where I've ended up or where I've begun. I always feel I must get things in the can. These lyrics remind me of something that uh, Ray Davies might have written. I could see that. Or if you're from England, Ray Davis. Whatever. We it's Ray Davis. It's Ray. Ugh, it's Ray Davies, damn it. It's Ray Davies to us. Because we're dumb you, yanks. You you got an IES at the end of your name. It's, we're gonna say Davies. I calling him Ray Davis. No one calls him Ray Davis. Even his brother doesn't call him that. So dumb. All right. There's even a song where it might be on the live album, One for the Road, where he's acting out someone talking to himself and he says, excuse me, are you Ray Davies? So he even says it. All right, moving on. Let's close out the album from 1977 called Rough Mix. Let me see who produced this thing. Glenn Johns produced this. Nice. Pete Townsend's a great producer, but you know what? If you can let Glenn get in there, even better. All right. What do you got? Um, I got a song which uh, Ronnie Lane also sings on, even though I think the section I picked, ha- it's more of a solo section. Uh, it's hard to hang on to. And what do you like about Ronnie's voice? It's just not good. It's, it's okay on uh, this song, but the other songs is just like, okay, um, I'm ready to just hear Pete sing. I bought this to listen to Pete Townsend sing, not Ronnie Lang. You know what? Who else is on this album? I should give a shout out to the other musicians. Let me see. Entwistle does some horns on this song. Hard to hang on to. John Entwistle, horns. Uh, John Rabbit Bundrick is on it. Ian Stewart Clapton's on it. Boz Burrell is on it. Charlie Watts plays drums on My Baby Gives It Away. All right. Rock and peace, Charlie Watts. Okay, here we go. The aforementioned, hard to hang on to. 
Oh, now we're talking. That's a song. Oh, yeah. That kicks ass. I could see the who doing that one. Yeah, for sure. You are right. Now I'm agreeing with you. Uh, okay, here we go. Now we move, we move into 1980 with just a monster album. It was hard to pick just two songs. Yeah, I had that trouble too. But luckily, you picked your two, and then I picked two that weren't your two. So we're going to hear four. Empty Glass came out in April of 1980, produced by Chris Thomas. I love Chris Thomas. I love his production on the first three Pretenders albums. I love his production on those 80s Elton John albums. Anytime I see his name on an album as producer, I would get excited because I just love the work that he would do. So this is really the first fully formed Pete Townsend solo album of all original music, all songs written by Pete Townsend. Who do we got on this album? Pete Townsend, uh, John Rabbit Bundrick on keyboards, Tony Butler on bass, Simon Phillips on drums, Kenny Jones plays drums on a song we're not going to hear, Rough Boys. Uh, I think Kenny might be in the video too. Uh, just uh, great players. And Pete hits a home run with this one. Went platinum in the U.S. So, good job, Pete. Sold 60,000 in the U.K. Those dicks. <laughs> Sold a, we, we bought a million of them. U.K. goes 60 grand. Ridiculous. All right, what's your first song off of Empty Glass? Uh, mine is A Little Is Enough, and that's on the middle of side two on the album. It is such a great song. I would have picked this one if you hadn't picked it. I love it so much. Here we go. Yeah, I don't know who he wrote that song for, but that's so good. Yeah, I love it. I, I think he wrote that song about his wife, I think, actually, because I kind of remember reading the best of lyrics. And then and the I think it was like, go ahead. I think it was during a time period where him and his wife were having marital troubles and uh, basically Dave. I, I guess he was not getting the love from her as much as he needed at the time. And someone, I think he was talking to one of his friends about, it and it was just saying, well, just having a little bit of, of love is enough. And he wrote a song kind right. of with that concept in mind. All right. That's good. I like that. Also, um, look, I read Pete Townsend's autobiography. He can't be easy to live with. He's got to oh, be God. a he's got to be a crank twenty four seven. Maybe he's talking about Lifehouse, <laughs> just walking around the house, mumbling the words Lifehouse. 
<laughs> um, I mean, I don't think he's like that anymore. Uh, I think he can be, but I think he pushes that down. But yeah, b- back in the day, he he had to be a crank, I would imagine. He was difficult to live with as a spouse and maybe as a bandmate. Um, So many good songs, so hard to pick. But I picked a song called I Am an Animal. Michael, is this a 10 out of 10 album for you? Oh, hell yeah, it is. Yeah. It's like perfect. It's like got 10 songs. The total album length is 39 minutes, 46 seconds, just under 40 minutes. I mean, it's just, just every song is good. I mean, it it sequenced perfectly. I just, it's just so, so good. What's your next track? Um, I picked the last track on the album. It's gonna get ya. And this definitely sounds like it would be something that the Who would do. And I pick the section where I, it's pretty much uh, Pete jamming out a bit. All right, let's rock and roll a little bit, Pete. You're on mute. Yes, I am. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Pat. Hi. Here I am. I think I I still have a lingering cough from a cold a couple weeks ago, and I'm blowing my nose. So obviously I'm muting. So Michael doesn't hear that. And so you guys don't hear that more importantly. But uh I don't think Pete Townsend gets enough credit for his guitar work sometimes. I think he's seen so much as the songwriter that I don't think uh, I don't think he always gets credit for his guitar playing and he's fantastic. He's got to do the leads and the rhythm. Amazing. Do you agree, Michael? Oh, definitely agree. Thank you. All right. Um, Again, so hard to pick two tracks, but I had to go with one of the singles. Let my love open the door. I just love this song so much couple years back roger daltrey did a version of it for charity and it is fantastic seek that out and this is pete's version it's just such a great song top to bottom 
two minutes and 45 seconds of greatness. It's a very prolific time for Pete Townsend. Everyone thinks of the 70s when they think of The Who. But, I mean, we had Empty Glass, Face Dances, the album we're going to talk about next, All the Best Cowboys Have Chinese Eyes, which was released just three months before. It's hard. So, I mean, and I love all four of those albums. I really do. So Pete was just killing it during this time period. All right, all the best cowboys have Chinese eyes. This is my favorite Pete Townsend solo album. I'm not saying it's the best. I'm just saying it's my personal favorite. I'd never really heard anything like it at the time. He kind of mixed rock and a little bit of new wave and a little bit of, sometimes it just felt like straight up poetry put to music and so much emotion on these tracks. Again, produced by Chris Thomas. Love, love, love this album so much. Who plays on it? Let's find out. Tony Butler on bass. Simon Phillips does some drum work. Pete Townsend on almost everything. Again, cr- produced by Chris Thomas. Yeah, I just I just really dig it. Uh, how do you feel about this one, Michael? It's a pretty damn good album. Uh, I listened to it a couple weeks ago. And yeah, it's another 10 out of 10 album. Yeah, for me too. I have a copy signed on, on the wall behind me. Um, you can't see it, can you? Can I pivot? There it is. Yep. I feel uh, so privileged to have that uh, on my wall because I just love it. Uh, what's your first track? Um, my first track off of this, it's uh, Face Dances Part 2. I wonder if there was ever a Face Dances Part 1. Uh, you would think if there was, we would know about it. Because I I mean, this album came out after Face Dances, so maybe that's just a little tongue-in-cheek title. But here we go. Uh, I'm not seeing sales for this album. Uh, Maybe it didn't go platinum or gold even in the U.S. I don't know. Because the next one did go gold, but there's no uh, 
there's nothing about this album. So that's kind of uh it's interesting. Uh, maybe it was I know empty glass. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, this is why we this is why you like to do it in person, right? <laughs> no, you're good. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? You know empty glass? At empty glass got to number five in the United States, while this album only got to number twenty-six. Yeah. And it actually got higher in the UK. No, no, it didn't. Uh UK got uh empty glass went to eleven. This one only went to thirty-two. But top ten album in Canada. All right. The neighbors to the north, they knew what was up. Uh, I wonder what the band thought when Pete releases a solo album three months before the the band album's coming out. They're probably like, can't you just wait? And he I'm said, sure Roger felt that way. <laughs> right. And Pete just said, I wrote all the songs, so I'll do what I want. Uh, all right. The first track I picked is also the first track on the album. Stop Hurting People. I'm going to say that now. Stop hurting people, people. A love born once must soon be born again. A spark that burned then died, leaving cinders to be fanned by the wind and thrown to flame. Flames like tongues impassioned in a moment's burst. Tell me, friend, why do you stand aloof from your own heart? Confronts you. The truth confronts you as the sea, crushing without detail, impassioned and detached. Yeah, that's more of a spoken word thing almost. He's not really singing until the chorus per se, but I just, the words just mean so much to me. I just love it. Makes me feel something. Makes me feel something I don't want to feel. Get in touch with my emotions. <laughs> uh, oh, you you picked a killer. I mean, this I don't know anyone that doesn't like this song. Again, I always try to come up with songs that I feel everybody likes. And for me, th- how could you not like this song? You're an idiot if you don't like this song. Thank you. For a second, I thought you were calling me an idiot. I would never call you an idiot, Pat. I thought after I said all that, you were just going to go, you're an idiot. And then you added, if you don't like this song, which I appreciate. Uh, tell us what it is, Michael. Uh, this is Slit Skirts. Um, this is definitely one of Pete's very best solo songs. Um, this is also on that Best Of compilation. And if you kind of listen throughout the song, uh, I know on the liner notes of the Best Of that he Pete kind of read it as like someone getting drunk because if you kind of listen to the song it kind of starts out kind of melancholic and sad and as it kind of builds on the tempo kind of builds up a bit and then it starts kind of rocking out like the narrator's drunk and it's like oh who cares about all this stuff i was wanting about what's this <laughs> rock and roll right right and uh look who doesn't like a slit skirt also come on fellas what are you dead here we go. Slip 
That's the last song on the album, I believe. It is. What a way to close it out. That's oh, yeah. crazy. Wow. All right. What was my second song from this album? I know what it is. Somebody Save Me. I just, again, uh, one where the lyrics just really hit me. And um, I believe this is about getting through drug addiction. And the one yep. lyric is, when he woke up clean, his friend was dead. So, cautionary tale. Not everyone gets clean. Not everyone makes it through. But Pete Townsend did, and I'm happy. So, this is Somebody Save Me. Don't know about guardian angels. All I know about staying alive. I can't shout about spiritual labels when little ones die. All right, the next thing that Pete Townsend released was in April of 1983, a double album containing 25 demos called Scoop. When I purchased this album, I don't know if I knew it was a demos album. I don't even know if in 1983 I even really knew what demos were. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do like the covers of these three albums. I love the paintings of Pete's uh, big nose. Uh, <laughs> there, I mean, I can't say that I love these scoop albums top to bottom, but there are some gems hidden in the grooves. So what do you got for us, Michael? Uh, the one, the first one I got from scoop is a song called dirty water. And I think it was done around the uh, time period of, empty glass and face dances and i think kenny jones is actually on this demo as well all right let's hear dirty water Just check the liner notes, and that is, in fact, Kenny Jones on drums. Good job, Michael. Good job on your research. Thanks. All right. Uh, why didn't Roger Daltrey like Kenny Jones on drums? I don't understand it. Whenever I see him, he looks cool, sounds good. Roger was just missing uh, Keith Moon too much. 
it could have maybe it might change the band dynamic around um because kenny jones is quite a different drummer from keith Moon, but i always thought kenny jones was good uh maybe just maybe kenny and roger didn't get along that great as people but it, it just it could be something like that i i'm i was never part of the who so i can't <laughs> i don't have the facts on it yeah i just i mean look Keith Moon sounds like a handful. I'm not gonna lie. You know, as a as a as a buddy to hang out with and drink, maybe that. But be, being in a band with him, I mean that that had to be every day. You didn't know what you were gonna get. You didn't know if he was gonna show up. Seems like he always showed up, but you just once he showed up, then you didn't know what you're gonna get. So I don't know how I. You probably get sick of that after a while. I would I would think so. <sighs> The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. All right. The song I picked is called So Sad About Us, which at this point when I in my musical experience, when I bought this album, I was not familiar with the early Who albums. So I had no idea that this was actually recorded by the Who. And obviously this is the demo for it, for it. So it's actually called So Sad About Us slash Burr, like I'm cold, like I'm chilly. But I love this song. I love this version, and I love the Who's version. It's one of my favorite Who songs. And uh friend of the show, Sean Cassidy, recorded a version of it on his album called Wasp. In fact, I might have heard it first on that album. But anyway, enough. Here we go. My favorite line, I'm not even playing it, is when he says, apologies mean nothing when the damage is done, but you can't switch off your loving like you can't turn off the sun. I love that. Look at this kid. He was a kid when he wrote these. It's crazy. When I was his age, I could barely color in the lines. All right, Michael, what's your next tune? Uh, I'm going to apologize to everybody because I'm going to fucking talk about Lifehouse again. Uh, This song is called Mary. God damn it. Keep going. All right. This song is called Mary. And I thought when that Who's Next Deluxe Edition came out that maybe they would find a version of the Who doing this. But apparently, I guess the Who never got around to recording it. But Pete did. And this is his demo of it. Yeah, the liner notes here said the song wasn't recorded for Who's Next by The Who. 
as they decided to make it a single album rather than a double. Boy, I'm glad they made it a single album, too. Uh, so do I. Mary. I mean, I like I mean, I like the other tracks that they did for it, but yeah, it just works better as a single album. It does. This is Mary. That's a good one. Yeah, I would have liked to heard the Who sing that one also. I, I, yeah, I wonder if Pete would have sung that one if the Who did do a version of it. Oh well, you're right. That's true. We always think if there's a Who version, then it's going to be Roger. But it could have been Pete singing it. You're right. You are right. All right, my next song is called "You're So Clever." I'm looking through the liner notes of this uh, Scoop album. Seems like I like a lot more of these songs on this one than I thought I did. Uh, this song was written for Pete's solo album, Empty Glass. He first put the lyric together at the same time as And I Moved. And he was going to submit these songs to Bette Midler. But it says that they never got to her. So I don't know how a Pete Townsend can't get a song to Bette Midler. Yeah, I don't know how. Uh, just management, just being dicks, I guess. Yeah, I feel like I could get a song to Bette Midler in 2023. Okay, this is You're So Clever. Moving on to 1985 with what I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, is a 10 out of 10 in Pete Townsend album. I would say so. I think it's a 10 out of 10. You do? You're not just saying that because I said it. I I would say even if he said like, oh, this is a free out, and I would still say it's a 10 out of 10 myself. So, All right. Good, good. Yeah. Empty glass. All the best cowboys have Chinese eyes and white city. He was just on a, on a streak with his three proper solo albums that came out in a row. I purchased all these on vinyl. I think they're all on colored vinyl. Happy to have them in my vinyl collection. And what he got for, I mean, again, this was tough to pick songs. 
The first one you picked, I would have picked hands down 100%. It would have been my first pick, but you picked it. So tell us. I, you might not like this track as much now because this is one of the ones that Clem Burke is on drums for. <laughs> Why did you even tell? I didn't even, I, you know what? I didn't even know he was on this album. Why did you ruin it for me? Well, uh, just because I was doing research and I saw that this was one of the tracks that he drummed on. It's a uh, brilliant blues and it's still brilliant, even if Clem's playing on it. And I mean, when the, I, I heard the, a lot of the Blondie albums like last year. And I thought well, I'm probably not going to like Clem's drumming because he's an asshole. And I do like his drumming, even I though mean, he is a dick. I mean, the dry, I mean, his drumming is good. He's a good drummer. But I mean, a guy that, uh, the guy that beats on things is obviously going to manhandle his lady. Here we go. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, I've told the Clem Burke story many times. You might have to email me about it and I'll tell you. Here we go. Brilliant Blues. problem with clem burke if i had if i had a video of what i saw him do in the lobby of the mud crutch show and i sent it to all these female artists that he's worked with he's worked with the go-go's and kathy valentine constantly says what a sweetheart he is and he worked with annie lennox on those eurythmics albums and he's still in blonde he's worked with so many female artists if they could see what i witnessed they would have nothing to do with him Nothing. He did this. What I watched him do, he did in broad daylight in front of a packed lobby before a concert. And I just kept thinking, if this is what this guy, how this guy acts with his lady in public, what is happening behind closed doors? Because he just, he just did not give a shit. So it frustrates me so much whenever I see especially Kathy Valentine will tweet hanging with Clem, such a great guy. And I'm like, is he? Cause what I saw, he's not. And that's all I'm going to say until the next time I say it. All right. I went with give blood. The opening track. And brilliant blues is great. Here's give blood. But you may find the blood is not enough 
pausing for a second just to let people know that is David Gilmore on guitar. All right, White City, Give Blood. We we played two amazing tracks so far. Two killers. What's your next one? Uh, my next pick, this is one that Pete Townsend co-wrote with David Gilmore. And David plays on it as well. It's called uh, White City Fighting. This is such a good track. I love this song. White City Fighting. Here we go. He said uh, he said he drives down to QPR. That's got to be some British thing, right? What's QPR? Yeah, I mean, I've always heard that, and I never. Oh, it's a Queen. Why is it Queens Park Rangers Football Club? I mean, that can't be it, right? What is QPR in mental health? It's suicide prevention training. Maybe that's where he's going. I don't know. You never know what you never know with Pete Townsend. He might mean both. Oh, could you imagine if he co-wrote a song with Roger Waters? Two miserable people writing a song. Oh my together. god, they would kill each other. <laughs> they would kill each other. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, that's a great tune. Nice job, David Gilmore. I, even Pete Townsend doesn't want to work with Roger Waters, probably. <laughs> probably not. I, I wouldn't assume so. I know, like, he badmouthed uh, Genesis' I Can't Dance song. He said, could you imagine John Lennon writing a song like that? And then Phil Collins responded back. I think Roger failed to see the humor in that song. He doesn't see humor in a lot of things. He doesn't see humor in anything, right? <laughs> I mean, look, yeah. a, gen- a genius in uh, many ways uh, in regard to music, for sure. But he just doesn't just there's no lightning up at the uh, at the Waters household. All right. Fourth track we're playing from White City. Also a good one, in my opinion, Crashing by Design. Nothing 
sometimes you just don't want to fade the song out. You're just so into it. Yeah. So, uh, Bags, you still own a ton of physical media. Still do. Do you own these? Uh, do you own these Pete Townsend remasters from 2006 Hippo Records? Do you own these? Uh, I own a couple of the uh, 2006 remasters. I think mostly for these scoop collections, but I think like the other studio albums, I just have the original CDs for. All right, like I love how the spines are. I'm holding. I'm showing Michael right now for these uh, Hippo remasters. I, I just love these. They also did the first three Daltry albums, and now those you can't find those anywhere. Those are so hard to find, and I owned them. And then when they were selling on eBay for like $50, $75 a pop, I sold all three of mine. I have the files in my iTunes, but. And then I have seller's uh, regret. Is that a thing? Remorse? I wish I had those back, but. Oh, well, I think they'll be. I think the Daltry catalog will be reissued on CD sometime. I hope so. That's my hope. All right. Speaking of scoop. No, wrong. Wrong. We're going to talk about Deep End Live, which is the tour or the shows that Pete did to support White City. I did not. Did I pick any songs off Deep End Live? I did not because I like the two you picked. So introduce the first one. All right. I picked uh, After the Fire, which Pete Townsend originally wrote for Roger Daltrey on his uh, solo album, Under Aging Moon. Uh, I picked this one because you can hear Pete sing after the fire. Yep. And this is on the, yeah, as you said, the Under a Raging, Under a Raging Moon album. I have that on my other wall signed by Roger. So, uh, yeah, this is just such a great song. And I, I'm amazed that I'm amazed that Pete gave it away. Because it's, but um, Roger's happy about it because it was big for him. So here we go. Pete Townsend's live version of After the Fire. Is he going to see Matt Dillon? Ask you what happens after the fire. In the sound of a breaking window. And the scream of a tire. And then the sound of a Brixton gun. And the scream of a child. And of course, uh, the aforementioned Matt Dillon gets a name check in that, as does Dom DeLuise. Yep. I can't think of a a better reference in 1986 to get the kids hooked on your music than dropping a Dom DeLuise reference right in the middle of the track. <laughs> All right. So hip. <laughs> too, it's too hip. It's too inside. All right. Your next one, it's a cover song. Yes. Also, uh, this um, is a cover. Go, say it, say it. All right. This is a cover of the English beat, or if you're in the UK, the beat, 
the beats save it for later. And we have to mention that David Gilmore was on this these shows. That's right. He was playing in the band. He wasn't supporting. He was playing in the band. All right. Here we go. The cover. Save it for later. Two dozen other dirty lovers Must be a sucker for it Cry but I don't need my mother Just hold my hand while I come To a decision on it Sooner or later Your legs get way you hit the ground Save it for later Don't run away and let me down Sooner or later You hit the deck you get found out Sooner or you run away, you run away and let me down. Run away, 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 run away. Black Karen Seven Seas are rotting through. But what can you do? Sometimes I don't know how to get on with all of you lots. All right. Rock and Peace, Ranking Roger, died at the young age of 56. Some health issues, though. I mean, surgery for two brain tumors and uh, treatment for lung cancer. I mean, that's a lot for one person. So I think Pete Townsend has said that he like thought this was one of the best written songs he's ever heard. And that's a lot coming from Pete Townsend. Oh, yeah. High praise. All right, we're moving into scoop area. Going to have another scoop. This one came out in 87. Demos recorded 64 to 84. Some good stuff on this one. I think I might like this one better than the first one. I think I do too. There's a lot more uh, Who demos on this one. There are a lot more accessible stuff. Uh, what's your first track? Um, I picked Girl in the Suitcase, which was demoed for the By Numbers uh, sessions, but of course it didn't go on that album. No, it did not. Girl in a Suitcase. The police got Man in a Suitcase. Why are they putting people in suitcases? I have no clue. Doesn't seem like a comfortable way to travel. Pete Townsend, all instruments except the uh, Fender bass, but it doesn't say who plays that. But here we go. Girl in a Suitcase. Here's what the liner notes of another scoop say. 
Girl in a Suitcase, one of the songs submitted for and rejected from Who by Numbers. I suppose this is not a typical Who song at all, but it is about the road, groupies, inflatable women, etc. Most of all, the rather crinkled family photographs we travelers all hand around. So Girl in a Suitcase could be many things, I guess. Uh, and I guess you don't want a song about uh, inflatable women on the same album that has Squeezebox. So <laughs> I guess uh, he was giving us a break. I like that the Who was able to reject songs that Pete would bring in. Yeah. That's kind of amazing. I, yeah, we don't want that one. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm sure Pete, I sure Pete could be like, uh, I write the songs, this goes on the album, but it's nice to have a democratic process. Yeah. You can't make band. the guys play and sing on it, though, if they don't want to. Right. Pete was doing a pretty good uh, Keith Moon impersonation there on the drums. Not bad. Not too bad. Uh, I picked track one from disc one because I love this song, the who version of it. So why wouldn't I like Pete's version of you better, you bet. I love that uh, in the uh, in the official version that who's next gets a shout out in the lyrics. I love that. Yeah. The sound of old T-Rex and who's next. Uh, why can't I get into T-Rex, Michael Bagford? Uh, I I never really got into T-Rex myself. So why can't we get into them? What's up? What, I mean, everyone tells me T-Rex, T-Rex, T-Rex. I just can't get into it. I don't know. Just some bands I can't really get into. I don't really have a particular reason. Yeah, I don't have a reason. A lot of time, a lot of times, I can't get into some bands because they suck. So that's a good reason I don't get into them. But oh, you you're talking about docking. Yeah. Okay. Rocking with them. Sucking. Sucking with <laughs> docking. All right. What's your next track? Uh, I picked the song that was actually Pete sent to Quincy Jones for uh, Frank Sinatra to do, and they passed on it. Uh, it's called Never Ask Me, and it kind of sounds like it'd be a James Bond theme a little bit, like in that time period. All right. That must be such a bummer when you send a song to someone and they just pass. Someone, I mean, I'm sure Pete Townsend loved Quincy and loved Frank Sinatra, and here we go. They said no. Probably made him feel like crap. I guess he never asked them. Why they rejected it? Yeah. <laughs> I guess not. You don't want to know. Okay. Oh, I get your joke now. I'm so stupid. Songs called <laughs> Never Ask Me. You idiot. Yeah, thank you. I des Well deserved. Well played. <laughs> I deserve it. Here we go. I'm so dumb. It's early for me. 
Never ask me. Frank Sinatra probably did not like these lyrics. He was probably like, I don't care if that chick loves me. Never ask me, dooby-doo. I don't care. Don't let that chick back in the room if she don't love me. That's my Frank Sinatra. Very terrible. Uh, Borders on one of the worst impressions ever. All right. What's my next one? It is also a song that I love by The Who. One of my favorite Who songs. The 2000, uh, which tour was it? One of the early 2000 tours where they would do a really long version of this song and Pete and Roger would each take a moment and add their own thing into it. The song is called The Kids Are All Right. And I assume this is the original demo. Here we go. The liner notes for another scoop say written for the who's first album. I was 20 years old when I wrote it and I had faith in kids. I still have. And I agree. I have faith in kids too. So I just love it. Have you heard those live versions when him and Roger would take like a part? Oh yeah. I mean, I have so many of those um, from the board recordings from those tours and so many versions of that song. And I, I love it. Love the kids are all right. Great tune. All right. Moving on to now. This is kind of, this is a different type of an album. Yep. It's a, it's like a soundtrack to a book. Uh, the, the album's called the iron man. Now that, that was, um, made into a movie called the iron giant animated film by brad bird pete townsend you know he's listed as a producer on that movie because he owned he bought the rights to the book or the the whole property so and um how how do we describe this it's like a it's like an audio 
musical play because there's different people singing on different tracks. It's um the full title is The Iron Man Colon The Musical by Pete Townsend, 1989. And um it's not my favorite, but it's got some high points. The Iron Man is sung by John Lee Hooker, the Space Dragon, Nina Simone. Hogarth is the boy in the story. Uh, Hogarth is sung by Pete Townsend. Hogarth's father is sung by Roger Daltrey. Simon Townsend is the owl. Billy Nichols is the frog. And um, I guess if you listen to it for what it is, you know, a musical, top to bottom, maybe it works. Pulling individual songs is difficult, but we did it and we're going to play them. So what do you got for me, Michael? Um, I picked the first track off the album, which is sung by Pete. It's called I'm Not Going to Run Anymore. I think it's called I Won't Run Anymore. Uh, Is it? Let me double check. Yeah, it's I Won't Run Anymore. So I read it wrong in my notes. Where way to go, dummy? Yeah, I'm the idiot now. Yeah, now Serves it's on right. you. Now it's on <laughs> you. All right, here we go. I won't run anymore. Right, I won't run anymore. Sung by Pete Townsend as Hogarth. All right, I'm doing a little bit of a cheat because I picked the song "Dig," which is performed by the Who. Hogarth's father, Roger Daltrey, but I really like this song. I really I do, do like this song. So here best we go. Best song on the album. It is the best song on the album. Thank you. When you're sick and afraid. There's danger around Take a big can of spade And cut into the ground Cut into the ground Away from the light Away from the sound Make a trap for the beast Dig his burial mound Dig his burial mound Dig for your life Dig to the death Dig for salvation To your very last breath Dig for protection Boy, Roger was in such good voice there. Oh, yeah. And that was kind of cool because I believe that was the first 
who studio track, right? Since it's hard. So that's why, I mean, that's really the reason I really love this is because I was like, Oh wow. There's a new who songs are going to be a new who album. What's going on. And then not for a while. Um, I've been pulling um, towns and CDs off my shelf as we go along just to check some liner notes. Uh, Michael Bagford, can you guess what on my CD shelf, what comes after Townsend? What's the next band? I'll tell you, it's a band. Uh, I'll say Triumph. It's not Triumph. It's actually a band that Kyle would not enjoy. Okay. Uh, I'll give you hmm. a hint. Choo choo. Train. I hate that band too. <laughs> Train's greatest hits. Uh, <laughs> if you're gonna have you, one. you sell your <laughs> you, you sell you sell Roger Daltrey's first three solo albums, but you have Train's greatest hits in your Train's collection. Good job, a, idiot. Train Train's greatest hits cost a nickel. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's your next track off of the Iron Man? Uh, this title uh, kind of attributes to me. It's a full says, and I like that you you and you went, you went straight up with the ones Townsend sang. You didn't cheat like I did. Yeah, I almost thought about doing that. I fought, almost thought about choosing Dig, and it's like eh, I think Dig got played on another rock solid episode, and technically Pete doesn't sing that, so I kind of tried to stick with solo stuff. Well, I appreciate your uh, enthusiasm and sticking to the rules. Here we go. Changing key. We we can fool our audience. We put up such a poor pretense. Don't hide a shred of evidence. We have no defense. Good song. One of one of the better ones on the album. Yeah. Again, there's there's a handful of good songs. And you know what? Maybe I'd like them all if Pete sang them. I don't know. Yeah, I think that had to do that kind of had to factor in a little bit. Yeah. This was the uh, I think first and maybe only single from the album, A Friend is a Friend. I love this song. It's a good one. Hands of your friend 
Have you seen the Iron Giant? I think I've seen bits and pieces, but I never watched that uh, top to bottom. It's very good. How old's your daughter? Uh, she is 10. I think 10 might be the sweet spot for that. I don't know if she'll enjoy it or not, but, you know, give it a whirl. You're looking for a kid I might film? Watch it. It's got more. It's got more to it than just a kid film. It's re- it's it's really good. I love it. I own it. One of my favorites. All Is right. it Vin Diesel, the Iron Giant, and other? Yes. Don't let that not you know <laughs> dissuade you from seeing it. Vin Diesel. I, I think he only has a couple words. I think he says, "I am giant." <laughs> um. Okay. I got to be honest with you. This next album, 1993, Psycho Derelict. I owned it at one time. I no longer own a physical copy of it. I just don't quite, I don't get it. I just, uh, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't like on the, um, the original version, how there's just like talking through the songs and dialogue. It's like a, I just don't, I, I just don't get it. And I guess a lot of people didn't because they ended up releasing a version without the talking. So, yeah. I believe that's what I own in my iTunes. We'll find out. If we hear talking, then we'll know. Uh, the first song you picked sums it up. Yeah. Let's get pretentious. Let's get pretentious. I mean, he hits the nail on the head. Here we go. That song sounds good to my ears, but I it would it's almost like I'm hearing that for the first time ever because this album did not get many spins from me. Um, I did like the first single though, and that's what I'll play. English boy, kind of rocks. All right, English boy, shut up. Uh, uh, speaking of shut, yeah. Speaking of shutting up, they talk about life house again in the uh, theatrical version. This talking version of Psycho Derelict. You can't let it go. Nope. Jesus, I think this is. Yeah, this was his last proper studio album too, and it's kind of a shame that this was. I know. 
it's really weird how these guys are so prolific and then all of a sudden done nothing but well i think around this time too he was doing like reunion tours with the who and that was probably making more money and then yeah eventually the who got back together kind of full-time and that he kind of concentrated more on touring with the who yeah they needed their bread buttered that's for sure so that's what they did delve into the shadows of the mind with sleeping dogs a gripping murder mystery starring academy award winner russell crowe now available on digital Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. You picked, uh, you picked another song off this one. What's it called? I picked Now and Then. Uh, it might have been another single off this album. It sounds like it could have been a single if it wasn't. But All right. yeah, this is another one of the good ones off the album. All right, here we go. I have tortured you so long. I am aware that all is wrong Now and then you see your soul And you want to do You can't do a thing about it Can't do a thing about it Now and then you see your soul And you want to know You can't do a thing about it Can't do a thing about it Now and then you see your soul And you want to know You can't do a thing about it All right, I'm going to say we played the best three songs off of that piece of <laughs> yeah, uh, piece of vinyl, <laughs> piece of garbage, oh, piece of garbage. All right, what's next? Are we scooping for a third time? Uh, we're going back to the best of because there was oh. a best of released in 1996. Yes, you're right, and there's there's one new track on it. Yeah, and this was originally going to be on. Some- Psycho Derelict, and it's a shame it wasn't on it because this is this would have been the best song off that album if it was on it. It's a great track. It's called Uneasy Street. Here we go. Uneasy Street last night. The devil offered me a deal. He said, gonna take what you like and later tell me how you feel. So I looked up all I said, Mr. Devil, she is so refined. He said, I tricked you, little brother. I tricked you, little brother. That particular little mother is mine. I wish I was as good as I look. I wish I was that good. I wish I was. All 
right. An easy street. Get it on the best of Pete Townsend or download it. Find it. Great tune. Got to have it in your iTunes collection. Okay. We're going to scoop for a third time with something called Scoop 3. This one came out. When did this one come out? Let me read it. Uh 2006. What did you pick off of Scoop 3? Um, I picked off of Scoop Free, I picked uh, a song called I Like It The Way It Is, and it was done around the same time as Never Ask Me was. All right. Another kind of song with an orchestra in it. I Like It The Way It Is. So many words untrue Oh darling, oh darling, oh darling Am I even worth your frown? The sweetness of your kiss is gone I put a curse to my Right, going to the liner notes, Pete Townsend says, It is hard for me to listen to this song today. That was in 2006. I could not attempt a new vocal on it, which is why I used the auto tune gadget. So Pete Townsend auto tuning himself on that one. Sounded good. Yeah, I couldn't tell. No. All right, I'm going to go with one. I believe I've played this before on the show, but some people don't know the story. So I'll tell it real quick. The song Athena from It's Hard. I love that song. It was originally called Teresa. And it was written for actress Teresa Russell, who I guess a drunken Pete Townsend met at a party and just went gaga over her. Just couldn't get her out of his mind. And so he wrote the song Teresa. Nothing ever happened between them. I think she was... uh, Already, she was married to someone at the time, etc. But this is a early version of Athena called Teresa. Teresa, I had no idea how much I'd need her. Take me home and teach me how to feed her. My heart is palpitating and I guess wrong, but I guess I'll get along. She's just a gal. I love Athena. I'm bummed that the who never plays that live. I don't know if they ever played it live. I, I can't find any live versions of Athena. They played it on the 1982 tour, but I think that was the only time they played it. Yeah, I mean, I wonder, maybe Roger doesn't like it. Maybe it's hard to sing. I don't know. She's just a girl. She's a bomb. 
Come on. All right. What's next for the scooping of the three? That's how Bill Cosby would say it. The scooping of the three. And then they put him in prison. Okay. How would Frank Sinatra say it? I need a third scoop. Scoop it up, baby. Three scoops of broads in a cup. Gonna eat them up. Doobie scoopy. Terrible. People are maybe, turning... What's that? Uh, maybe it's a good thing that uh, Frank rejected that Pete Townsend song because he probably <laughs> would just fucked it up. He would have. Athena, I don't need you, Scooby. All right, what's your next song off of Scoop 3? All right, I picked the last track off of Scoop 3, which is called It's Inya, and uh, The Who actually did a version of this, which is a bonus track on uh, Face Dances. It's Inya. I can make a dirty joke there. I'm not going to. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. That's a bonus track on which who album? Uh, Face Dances. Hold on. Do I not have? And they also keep talking. They also. Sorry about that. Uh, They also recorded "Somebody Save Me" during the Face Dances sessions, and then Pete used it later for all the best cowboys have Chinese eyes. But all right, let me see what's going on with my face dances. There it is. All right, let's hear the Who's version. A little bit of it. Let's see how that sounds. Well, this is what you're gonna eat today, Virginia. Yeah, I couldn't find it because on the Who's Face Dances, it's listed as it's in you. And on Pete's, it's in ya. And that's what it says on the actual releases. Uh, so I don't know. And even and Roger's singing it's in ya, not singing it's in you. Anyway, I digress. All right. So uh, was that your second one or? Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. And my second one is, okay, when we listened to Empty Glass, we did not play Rough Boys. So I'm going to play from Scoop 3, I assume the original, the demo, when the song was called Tough Boys. And if I recall, this is very raw. Here we go. It's liner note time. Pete Townsend says the demo was all I had when I went into the studio to start working on rough boys for the album, empty glass. The lyric came together in the studio as a rant about the British punks like Sid vicious. I come across, uh, I come across in recent years who wore outfits. What's a, why can't I read sometimes I ran about the British punks. I had come across in recent years who wore outfits I had come to know in New York as the apparel of rough gays. All right. So the punks in Britain were wearing outfits that Pete first saw when he would see uh, rough gay guys in New York City. Then Pete wrote, not sure why or when the title changed. So he doesn't even know how tough boys became rough boys, but it did, but it did. And of course the one lyric is, uh, I want to buy you leather. So that would be, uh, you know, that's the way Rob Halford dresses. So we get it. We understand. There's buying Rob Halford the Christmas gift. <laughs> what say that again? So he's buying Rob Halford the Christmas. Yes. Gift. Maybe that's what he's doing. Maybe that's what he's doing. All right, we're winding down with a couple of songs from another Best Of album called Truancy. The song you picked actually becomes a Who song. Yes, it does. And at the time it was released on Truancy, it was called Guantanamo. And it's still referenced in uh, Ball and Chain by The Who. Okay, this is Pete Townsend from 2015, a new track at the time called Guantanamo. Down in Guantanamo, we still got the ball and chain. Down in Guantanamo, we still got the ball and chain. That pretty piece of Cuba. That is not a smooth vocal from Pete. No, it isn't. Down in Guantanamo. <laughs> Sounds like Molly Hatchet. <laughs> right. You you know what I heard about those guys? What? I heard they're flirting with disaster, buddy. Oh. I'm traveling down the road. I'm flirting with Guantanamo. 
All right. Um, I picked the other new track off Truancy. I gotta be honest. I don't even know anything about this track. It's going to be like I'm hearing it for the first time right now. This is How Can I Help You? Here we go. How can I help you? How can I help you, sir? I like that one. Down in Guantanamo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm down in Guantanamo. How hey. Uh, all right. I do have a playout song, but let's do uh some promoting first. Thank you, Michael Bagford and Bags Mike Bagford, if you will, for doing this. I feel like maybe, and again, it took so long for us to get this one done. But I feel like maybe the first of the year we should do uh, some Daltry solo. I think that would be an excellent idea, Pat. All right, let's do that. We're gonna do it, and then uh, and then we'll do a, 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 a five minute uh, April Fool's episode and do a Keith Moon solo. Okay, so <laughs> where can people find you? Do you want people to find you? Are you hiding? I do want people to find me. I am no longer on Twitter or the X as it's called All anymore. Right. I know you booed that when I said, Hey, I'm not going to be on Twitter anymore. Well, I mean, I I'm there with my, uh, with rock solid show at rock solid show. Um, but you're still on the Instagram and I, I like your albums when I see those there for the album a day. So I appreciate that. And, um, and I, I got rid of my personal Twitter account when they took the blue checks away from the people that earned them legit. So uh, I get it. I get it. I feel I need it to promote the show though. I do. And I don't feel, I don't want to go to, are you on anything? Did you do, what's the other one now? Uh, Fred's and blue sky. I'm on both right now. And yeah, there's not a lot of traffic on there as it is on Twitter. So I know, I know it's weird, but anyway, you are on Instagram. I am. Where are you on Instagram? At Bagford Michael. Okay. And on the other ones, you at Bagford Michael everywhere? Uh, Facebook is just Michael Bagford. I think Fred's is at Michael Bagford, I think. Blue Sky is like a weird username. I I don't know how longer I'm going to use Blue Sky. (laughs) Okay. And uh, (laughs) and where where can we find you on Truth Social? Uh, Nowhere. Okay, good. (laughs) all right we are at rock solid show on twitter and instagram instagram queen lisa solak runs the instagram over there we thank her always i want to give a shout out because i keep forgetting i don't know if he'll hear it in this episode david harvey does all the hand-drawn artwork for the monday bonus episodes and i 
never remember to give him a shout out when I'm recording those episodes. So here it is, David Harvey, and you can find him on Instagram. So please do and follow him. Also, this artwork, I believe, is going to be done by Jason Levy. So thank you, Jason Levy. Go to rocksolidpodcast.com for all things about the show. That is kept up to date by Mr. Kyle Dotson, who also can be found at Kyle Dotson Funny. And he makes all the promo tiles. He's now getting together the retro promo tiles. So eventually, we'll have a cool-looking title for every musician guest we've had. So I'm excited about that. And those episodes drop every Sunday, the retro guest episodes, in case there's something out there that you haven't heard. Michael, thank you so much for giving us your time today. Our playout song is a single that was, was released this year, 2023. And the song is called Can't Outrun the Truth. I immediately purchased it when it came out on iTunes. I don't know if I've ever listened to it, but that said, we're going to hear it. So, Michael, any parting words? Uh, Rock solidly, listeners. All right. I love it. And with that, cheesiness. (laughs) We're idiots. We're dumb. Please enjoy (laughs) Pete Townsend with Can't Outrun the Truth. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Is bringing me 